Are you looking to scale up your small or medium enterprise but don't know how? Then Malay Dhamania, business coach and mentor, is here to give tips, strategies, and lessons in business management that can help you grow and scale a profitable and remotely run business. This is a transformational approach to building a business that grows and thrives in a highly dynamic world. This is the Business Veda podcast, and here's your host, Malay Dhamania. My dear leaders, entrepreneurs, and business owners, welcome to this Business Veda podcast. Friends, creating wealth through investing in mutual funds and stock market has always been a fascinating subject for all of us. And a few weeks back, we talked with Sharad Sharma, the managing director of Proton Capital Private Limited, and he imparted his knowledge about how should we go about investing in stock market he talked about how can we go about setting our goals and use our investment pattern to fulfill our goals including goals for our children's education marriage foreign travel retirement we can use investment pattern to fulfill our goals he talked about a very interesting formula that 15000 rupees invested every month for 15 years at 15% return gives you 1 crore rupees he talked about very very interesting things about how can we go about investing in mutual funds we got very good response for this episode of conversation with sharad and therefore with the overwhelming response and request for another episode with sharad sharma Please help me welcome again Sharad Sharma, Managing Director of Proton Capital Private Limited, to have a conversation with us again. Welcome again to Business Veda Podcast. Thank you so much, Malay. Thank you, and uh, let me wish uh, all the listeners a very very happy New Year, and uh, may this year be the best year in terms of making money. safely and a bit of risk with bit of excitement certainly with the advisors like you certainly our listeners will make this year a great year great investment year for them sharad thank you again for coming on this show i don't need to introduce sharad because the listeners already know sharad by now we talked about many things sharad last time and um, people would like to know little bit more they would like to understand little bit more about you know what we talked about last about investing in mutual funds and therefore let's go a little bit deeper into our conversation let's take it forward from where we left last time and um, see what more we can add value for the listeners last time you talked about that you are not investment manager you are an investors manager and this is where we would like to know a little bit more about you what do you mean when you say you are an investors manager can you elaborate on that sir uh, yes male so male not only in investments even in the real life the biggest hurdle for a successful journey or a successful uh, life is you yourself right and this also works in the investing arena 
Now, what happens is, let me elaborate on this, and uh, we all go through this. We have our own personal biases. We are, you know, growing with some our our own opinions, biases, you know, you know, beliefs, and so uh, we tend to take a decision in a particular manner, right? For example, I've been in the market for almost more than a decade, uh, and I've been meeting people, and every person whom I met is a very different in terms of uh, decision making. So you understand that market moves uh, in a cycle, right? There is no linear movement in uh, whether it's a uh, price of the stock or price of uh, the movement of the NAV. There is, you know, excitement when the market is going up. You know, people are optimistic. Then they there is a lot of enthusiasm, and then uh, you know there is a euphoria. So that is on the upward journey of the cycle. And when the market goes down, there is a fear. There is a depression. There is a pain, and so. emotions also go the same way right and decision making in terms of investing also happens the same way you know there is a research that people tend to buy when the markets are at their peak or close to the peak and people tend to sell when the markets are going down or at the bottoming out now imagine what will happen if somebody is buying at the peak when there is a euphoria and somebody is selling when the markets are down he will not make money at any point of time this is the bias you know that when something is happening nice we get in you know a lot of information is flowing in we read a lot and when the excitement is there in the market you know we tend to get in so there is a beautiful quote which says that all the past corrections in the markets are an opportunity but all the future corrections look like a threat isn't that uh, you know very strange doesn't it reflect uh, the bias you know today if i ask you know somebody that would they like to enter in a market of 2008 they will say yes 2015 uh, they will say yes 2020 they will say yes but when i say invest for a long term they will talk all about you know the covid and the us uh, you know the russia ukraine and the recession around and there's a fear around so this is what the bias we go through so the market cycles are based on fear and greed and uh, hence we are unable to take decisions and hence we stay on the sidelines and are not able to participate in the investment journey so our scheme where we are investor is making money because the fund manager is fully invested and is avoid of all the you know emotions and biases but as an investor we are getting in getting out uh, you know when the markets are up and down so this is one there are many such i have seen you know again that people are taking the decision on the basis of you know what the other people are saying they don't have their own research they don't do a due diligence they are completely dependent on other people advice what is there in the newspaper what is a particular channel talking about what did my friend buy in his portfolio what is the whatsapp group talking about and this is where the problem is that though you get an you know advice on many things but when the things are not in your favor you take a decision which is not in favor of you and you tend to sell or you tend to buy at the wrong time many other things are malevish goes through in an investor's mind one of them is you know i'll give you an example you know 2018 2019 when this yes bank you know thing broke out and the stock started correcting lot of investors kept on holding even uh, you know they kept on holding then and they are even holding now so lot of portfolio you see a yes bank appearing in their portfolio they are not able to sell 
And why are they not able to sell? Because there is something called loss aversion bias. Anything you bought, you can't see a loss in that. You can't book a loss in it, you know. So the difference between an investor and the fund manager here will be that if you see the 2019 mutual fund portfolios, the fund managers had already started exiting because they were much more understanding what is happening, what is the management going to be. And, you know, they were talking to the experts and they were selling it because it was not their money. It was an investor money. So they were not biased. They were, you know, absolutely rational about it. So uh, this loss aversion lets us keep holding, you know, uh, we want to make the profit out of the same investment, even if we are uh, bearing loss. And, you know, so basically that is something which let not make people money. Another example, you know, so this is loss aversion. You know, people talk about recent events. You know, this team is giving 20% return when the benchmark is only 5-6% up. Let me get into that scheme. They don't see a long-term view of that scheme. The scheme which has given in the last one year 20% is their favorite scheme, right? And so this recency bias, you know, which is another bias which uh, troubles most of the investor, you know, don't like them because that is not talking about the consistency of the return. That is only giving you a blip which has happened in the last one year, which, which can be because of many other reasons, right? So people go through this bias. You know, one interesting example I'll give you, one of my investors told me that, Sharad, this is, you know, my bonus which has come in the last year and I want to take the maximum risk on this. So I said, what is the difference between your salary income and a bonus income? end of the day, they are both money. This is a hard-earned income. But no, he wanted, you know, the salary income to be put into the safer assets like fixed deposits, you know, tax-free bonds. But the money, which was a bonus money, wanted him to park in the riskier asset classes like equity and, you know, the sector, mutual funds and all. So I was impressed by, impressed and, you know, surprised by the way the mind works <clears throat> that uh, the bonus or uh, that maybe a tax refund or maybe the inherited wealth, you know, all this looks like a free income to them and something which is like a, a hard-earned money, you know, so they put it in different baskets, you know, is like saying that when you are sitting in a restaurant, whether you spend through a credit card or you spend a cash, you know, there is a pain uh, when you give the cash and not, there's no pain when you give the credit card, you know, so these biases people go through and they are victim of it. And hence, you know, I say that uh, the investment return is always higher than the investor return because we take decisions not on the basis of our rational thinking, but on the basis of our uh, surroundings, on our the opinions and the beliefs which have been built up over so many period of time. I understand we all have our biases and opinions. And uh, end of the day, Sharad, we are all emotional human beings. And we do get carried away by uh, what's happening in the market, uh, what are the tips that we keep getting from various groups and friends and all you talked about? How do, what is the solution? See, we can't, we can't be, you know, without emotion. And um, how do we, you know, navigate through all this uh, noise? What is the solution to that? Yes. Sumare, I, I read a beautiful line which says that simplicity beats complexity. Now, there are rules of investments. And one should stick to the rules of investments. The way there are rules of life, you know, discipline, hard work, patience, uh, you know, take you to the goal. Similarly, there are rules of investment. And the number one rule of investment is to stay away from the noise. The simplest rule is 
to stagger your investments, stagger not only in terms of time, uh, but also stagger in terms of diversification, right? Number three, uh, most important is try to understand that all the irrelevant information will not help you in making money. You know, some time back, a fund manager told me that what are the five things which will actually drive the market? Number one was inflation. Second was interest rate. Third was the credit growth in the market. You know, the offtake, the banks, you know, giving loan that is called the credit offtake. Fourth is the profit. And fifth is the valuation. These are the five drivers of economy, five drivers of market. So there are five drivers of economy. Number one, and which is the most important, which is affecting the markets today, is inflation. The world is going through inflation. Second is inflation determines the interest rate. So central bank take a decision when the inflation is high, they increase the interest rate. Third is interest rate determines the credit offtake in the bank. You know, if the interest rate is high, the credit offtake goes uh, slow. And so there is an impact on the fourth driver, which is the profit, and the profit uh, leads to the valuation of a company. The valuation can be high, can be low, depending upon the profits of the company. Only these five drivers, you know, decide where the market is headed to. Rest all, Malay, believe me, is noise. What is happening in Russia, Ukraine? Where there, there is a recession, whether there is, uh, you know, uh, some, some kind of geopolitical tension between the two countries are irrelevant. Only these five drivers, you know, will keep you stay on with a particular investment. Second, uh, Malay, very important, and this I keep telling my investors that you continue to argue with me on the macros and what will happen and what is likely to happen. You forget that the fund manager who is managing your money is only concerned about those 35, 40 gem companies which have very sound fundamentals, good balance sheet, good management, have the capability to invest uh, into technology and is acquiring the quality business. He's not concerned about so many other things happening in the world. I mean, I, I saw one graph. It said that India is the lowest exporting country when you compare with the GDP. How will India get affected when we are so low in the exports? Whatever is happening in the world over, maybe China will get affected. Maybe Vietnam will get affected, but not India. Look that rationally at the market. So yes, you are right. People are emotional. People will go through emotional. But how can you override these emotions is doing basic and simple things. Who is an intelligent investor? I think I said this in the last uh, podcast also. Intelligent is the one who does average thing when everybody is losing his mind around. Doing average thing. And what is the average thing, Malay? Average thing is doing SIP, which staggers your investment. Very basic tool, SIP. Not a lump sum bought and waiting for the miracle to happen. SIPs, a very important tool. Second, diversification. See that you are not overloaded on a particular sector. Diversification is very important. Third, see the expense in your scheme. What is the expense eating into your return? Look there. These are something which is in your control. You cannot control the things which are beyond you. You can only control something which is in your control. And that is what is important. A complete roadmap to transform your business. Amazon's bestseller, The Business Champ, authored by Malay Zamania, is your key to accomplishing your business 
and financial goals. Grab your copy of the Business Champ from the link given in show notes to scale your business to all new heights of success. Uh, Sharad, I recently read that SIP, there is an increasing awareness amongst Indian population to invest through SIP. And uh, December was the third consecutive month wherein the inflow in SIP exceeded 13,000 crores. Is this true? Amazing. Absolutely. So SIP Malay is the eighth wonder of the world. SIP is the only reason why our markets are close to all-time high. I don't know whether you track the international market. US is 20% down. Europe is 15% down. China is 15% down. You know, so all these are markets, you know, reeling under the global inflation scare. But Indian market, thanks to SIPs, you know, are continue to get the retail inflows. And when the money like a 13,000 crore, you said, coming every month, it can actually offset the money taken out by the FIs, the foreign institutional investors. And that is giving stability to the market. And believe me, Malay, this is a long-term trend. Today, you are talking about a 13,000 crore with awe and wonder. This will become a 20,000 crore in just no time. Imagine this awareness. And I'm very happy the regulator is continuously talking about it. Continue to promote SIPs by bringing these legions uh, like Sachin Tendulkar, Mahin Singh Dhoni. I'm sure you must have seen this. Key investment is not always about risk. It is uh, always about controlling risk. And to control the risk, SIP is a wonderful tool. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Sharad, when so much of money is getting invested through SIP, uh, normally I've seen that SIP in mutual fund is done through the advisors. As a new young investor, what are the questions that we should ask our advisor? Advisor, yes. come, and, come and tell us so many <coughs> things about the market, about the sectors, about the stocks. But what are the questions that we should be asking him? Investor, uh, Malay, I think, uh, you know, is a very important and relevant question you are asking me because this is a problem. Uh, today, there are thousands of schemes, millions of uh, options, and uh, everything looks very uh, glorified, right? In a rising market, uh, you tend to get swayed by what the advisor is telling you. But I think one need to educate himself, you know, not in terms of understanding the technicals and the fundamentals, you know, of the scheme but right, asking the right questions to the advisor. Now, what could be the question? Uh, before you sign on the dotted line, right, you should ask, what is the risk hidden in this scheme which I'm buying? Very important. Can you tell me uh, what can take my money? What can be the risk to my money? You know, where is the fund manager investing? Is it a fixed income or is it a pure equity? Or is it something like a mix of equity and fixed income? Very important to know the risk hidden in the scheme. A lot of, you know, advisors maybe, you know, because you have not asked, they will not talk about it. Very important and very relevant. Second, important is to understand the contours of the scheme. What is the exit load in the scheme? When can I withdraw? What is the liquidity? Is this a scheme which will ask for the regular payments every year? Or is this a one-time scheme, you know, we are talking about? Very, very important. Question number three. These are very, very basic questions which you, which you should have the authority to ask. Very important. What is the expense of the scheme? 
lot of investors just to ignore that part very important because it eats into your return what is the expense in the scheme how much uh, the amc charges are right very important and a uh, bigger question will be that is this is this fund or scheme what you are selling it to me does it suit my risk profile i may be a conservative investor i may be a moderate aggressive i may be aggressive does this new scheme really fitting in my portfolio or you are just buying uh, more and more of the same thing you know so very important question and always ask you know the scheme what you are trying to sell me is this the scheme what you are buying is this the scheme what uh, your investors are buying what is the asset under management you know all these are questions you know mallet doesn't require too much of uh, complicated understanding of finance right these are very basic question write down those 10 points and ask them before you sign on the dotted line and last but not least ask him that whatever we have discussed now kindly email it to me so that i keep it for future records i think that will keep the advisor alert he'll be more than happy to explain most importantly the risk part second uh, the liquidity option it should not be that the money is blocked for 5 years right third you should not come in as a shock that oh my god this is not the only year i'm investing i have to invest for 10 more years or 5 more years most important malay the taxation part how can you ignore when you are investing that what is the tax implication of the scheme how my capital gain will be taxed is it a long term what is the long term taxation in this so there can be good 8 10 questions which even a woman or a gentleman or a kid who has just started investing even doesn't know the too much of the finance can still ask very important information sharad would you mind giving this question so that we can put it in the description uh, and uh, all the listeners can have a ready information about uh, you know what are the questions that they need to ask the advisor sure absolutely i'll do it and i I'll understand do. that when we go through an sip the investment happens over a long period of time i mean that's the whole objective of investing through sip and these are questions which are more of a one time exercise you ask you sit with the advisor set your goals understand how what what sort of mutual funds is suitable to you from him and uh, this is one time discussion once you have decided then you will stay invested in the same mutual for a long time right i think uh, once you have decided on the scheme you have to done with some conviction done with some research but believe me every mutual fund return has a cycle the way i explained you right in the beginning that every investment every stock every company goes through a cycle and since these mutual funds are investing into those businesses i'm sure you will agree to it that even a mutual fund performance can be a cyclical sometimes they are doing very well sometimes they are not doing very well but if the performance is lagging because of any reason it may be a fund manager exit it can be uh, because of the change in the attribute of the scheme we need to review it on a at least one year basis not even if six months basis at least review it on an annual basis i'm not asking you to exit after a year but let's review that is very important and once you review then you are on the same page that even if there is a underperformance in the short term you will continue to hold on you know because you believe in the fund manager and you believe in his other past success right so it is not just buy and hold it is buying it with conviction and then reviewing it once in a year and that's also an opportunity for you and an investor as an advisor and investor to sit together 
and review the portfolio, whether it is in line with the objectives, you know, first decided or not. Absolutely. So spends a good amount of time in the beginning and then keep reviewing your investment at least once in a year. Is that your Absolutely. Absolutely, madam. Excellent. Sharad, any other advice that you think, uh, you know, you've been in this industry for a very long time and uh, you have interacted with many investors right from young investors to the businessmen and even the retired people. Anything that you, you know, you feel to share with our listeners? So, so Malay, uh, yes. So Malay, I think the basics and uh, simple things work. And uh, believe me, this equity market will continue to make a lot of money. But by doing simple things like uh, not investing aggressively into those high return products, uh, number one, staying contented uh, with with, uh, an average return, which is 12 to 14% if you are investing in equity, makes sense. Don't be chasing the return by being in those uh, one, two, three ranking funds be in those consistent funds, right? And most important is, once you are invested, stay for a very, very long time, link it with the goals that so that even if uh, there is an underperformance in between, you are not looking at that uh, investment scheme uh, with a short-term mindset and hence leading it to redemption or, you know, reducing or stopping of SIP. I think this is all Malay works wonder. Simple things work you know, and compound better. And these are the simple things. Uh, Malay 12 to 14% compounding is a phenomenal compounding. But in chase of that 18%, in chase of that 20%, we lose out on even on this 10 to 12%, which is our basic fundamental right to achieve. The stock market has told us that 10 to 12 and 14% is our birthright. Sensex, which is nothing but a 30 large companies or Nifty, which is nothing but 50 large companies, since their inception 30 years back, have been giving you 12 to 14% without too much of analysis, right? So keep the portfolio simple, keep reviewing it and link it to the goal so that you are staying focused. Thank you so much, Sharad, for having this conversation again. It was such a knowledgeable and insightful information that you've been sharing with us. I'm sure all our listeners are going to going to be enriched by this knowledge of yours and um, thank you once again Sharad it was my pleasure my pleasure speaking with you thank you so much Sharad. thank you running from pillar to post to figure out how to grow and scale your business look no further Malay can answer all your questions about how to build a profitable business. Just drop us your voice message in the link given in show notes and he will give the answers in future episodes. You can also download Malay's Amazon's bestseller book, Business Champ, from link given in show notes. Connect and tag with your host and business mentor, Malay, on LinkedIn, sharing your top takeaways from the episode.